Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Friday special edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch. Well, actually, breakfast and talk some sports since it is 10 o'clock. Or we can maybe have a brunch today. Seth and I are here uh, for 45 minutes or so uh, until we bring you Gators softball as they take on Tennessee. Uh, we're going to talk to the play-by-play voice of Vanderbilt baseball, Andrew Allegretta, uh, later in the hour. Um, so that's what we have planned for you. Uh, this just was released. Uh, the SEC softball awards were announced. Player of the year, Skylar Wallace from Florida. Pitcher of the year, Maddie Penta. She's a she's a terrific pitcher from Auburn. The freshman of the year. Carlin Pickens from Tennessee and Karen Weekly from Tennessee was the coach of the year. The All-SEC first team had just two Florida players, Charlotte Eccles, Skyler Wallace. By comparison, Tennessee had four, Georgia had four. So you can see, not it by Florida standards, a bit of a down year. Uh, and the second team... Two Gators, Kendra Falby, Reagan Walsh. Uh, Arkansas had five on the second team. LSU had four on the second team. So, uh, yeah, a lot there. So congratulations to all the Gators that made it that far. And uh, we'll see what they do today. Uh, Look, I don't think... They're going to host. If they win the tournament or get to the finals of the tournament, do I think they've got a chance? Yes, I do. Uh, but other than that, I don't know that Florida's going to get to host a regional. I just think there's too many other teams across the country and too many other teams in the SEC uh, that are, are, are better this year and in better shape than Florida's in. But, again, a win over Tennessee today – would at least kind of put them in the conversation a little bit. Um, I'm really trying to uh, avoid this discussion until Monday because all of a sudden the Florida-Georgia football game and where it's going to be played is now front and center. And I get it. There's a lot of moving parts here. If Jacksonville is going to renovate, well, they're going to need someplace to play. And you can't play in a stadium that's been renovated. So where do you play? Well, the easiest thing is to do what happened in the 90s. Home and home. Okay? The interesting thing for the Jaguars is, where do they play? And Scott Strickland has come out and said, hmm, Florida Field. I'll take a look at that. And they're stupid if they don't, in my opinion. 
Now, are there logistics? I mean, you'd have to work some things out. But think about it, because it does happen across the country every once in a while when you have an event one day, and then the next day, they got a quick turnaround. That would be the hardest thing in terms of the field, okay, because it's natural. The NFL is very particular. So can you – is their standard for a field the same as it is for – I don't know. I, I'm not into that. But those are logistics I think you have to look at at least. But it's worth a look. Monetarily, it's certainly worth a look. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to compete in NIL, if you're trying to compete in all of that, and you can get some money from this, you'd be, again, I think you'd be kind of stupid not to at least look into it. Uh, we'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255, and uh, you can email srussell at wruf.com. By the way, uh, kind of under the radar a little bit, um, Savannah Schoner, who uh, was at Florida, in gymnastics is going to go to LSU. Um, and, you know, nobody's immune from that. Um, they just announced that on Twitter, I saw. Um, she has, I think, one year, I think, of eligibility left. And then, look, I know today we're not going to get into this discussion because there's not enough time to get into this discussion. But it's interesting what Vanderbilt is doing in this series from a pitching standpoint. Their three starters this weekend are lefty, lefty, lefty. What happened to Florida last weekend when they faced lefties against Texas A&M? Didn't fare so well. So you wonder what adjustments Florida has made. And look, Nowadays, with these new, it, it's fascinating. You know, if, if I was doing television and I could do it, one of the features I would do is the technology now that's available in all sports. But, for example, in baseball, you can simulate anything now. You can simulate a curveball at 92. You can simulate a sinker at 80. You, you can do anything. So I'm sure, because Cade Curlin struggled against lefties, um, and uh, we'll see. Just got this confirmed. Uh, we're going to be joined by Jack Caglione at 10.15. He will join us live today. Um, so we're very good at that. We're very happy for that. We'll talk to him um, and uh, – that's really good. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm sorry I'm doing this live, but I'm texting it back that we're, we're confirmed. Um, so that's great. He'll be joining us here uh, in about five minutes or so. But anyway, that's going to be one thing I'm, I'm looking at in broadcasting some of these games this weekend. You know, how do the righties adjust, uh, some of the righties adjust to uh, the lefties that they're going to be uh, throwing here? Uh, and they've got the best ERA in the league, in league games, it's 4.54. That's the best. Florida's is over 6. 
in league games. And uh, Florida, 15-9 and nine in the league. Vandy, 17-7 and seven in the league. So a two-game deficit with six to play in the league. I just saw D1 Baseball's latest prognostication for regionals. Florida, at least today, through by D1 Baseball, would host four-seed Army, a team that Florida saw a few years ago uh, when they went to Texas for a regional. Three-seed would be Troy. The two-seed would be Arizona State coming over here. And, of course, Florida as the one-seed. So that will probably change, but, you know, that's that's what it is as of right now. Um, okay, we got an email here. Somebody is listening today. Um, Bill said, uh, do you think the game will ultimately move from Jacksonville? I, I, I'm ultimately, what does that mean? Ten years, five. I think there is more discussion of that now than there has been in previous years. I don't think Florida has much incentive to move it. Why would they? Florida have no incentive to move it. I think they like it where it is. Georgia is the one pushing for this. And I don't see this. They're going to have the meetings in Destin here. And I think at Destin they will decide either an eight or a nine-team you know, SEC schedule. I don't think that rivalry goes away. I think Florida-Georgia sticks. We'll see. 10-12, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency here in Gainesville is the place I've purchased a lot of vehicles from over the years. I'm driving one of them right now. If you're looking for a new vehicle, they don't have any. Never have since opening their doors 40-plus years ago. They've always given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. And a couple of ways you can go on and figure out what you want. Go see them in person, first of all. Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. You can test drive them, eyeball them, and their sales staff is there to answer any questions you might have. The other way is to go online, secars.com. All the information is there for you. And I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, they do a great job of getting a wide variety and wide selection of vehicles to their place of business to give you the best choice for purchasing that vehicle. When you see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. I played hurt and I pushed through the pain. Sound familiar? Football legend Emmett Smith had a reputation for just grinding through the injuries and pain over and over. That may be you. And QC Kinetic sees patients every day who are exhausted from dealing with the persistent pain. A lot of you work physically demanding jobs. You stand, you climb, you bend down, you reach up. And if you have joint pain, it takes all you got to earn a living. 
but it's time you know about QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the leaders in regenerative treatments, help relieve that debilitating joint pain without surgeries or downtime. These are natural solutions that use your body's own healing properties to give you lasting relief from the soreness and achiness. You got a job to do. I get it. But now you don't have to suffer through the pain. Check out my friends over at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. On May 12th and 13th, come experience the Gainesville Music and Heritage Festival, The Wombash, featuring Little Jake Mitchell and the Soul Searchers, Morning Bell, Sister Hazel, and many, many more. Friday night is at First Magnitude Brewing. Saturday is at Heartwood Soundstage. Tickets are available at thewombash.com. This is a family-friendly event. Children 12 and under are free. There will be food trucks, vendors, and good times for all. That's May 12th and 13th, The Wombash, Gainesville's music and Heritage Festival. For more information and to get your tickets now, visit thewombash.com. Florida has over 2,000 miles of shoreline, over 4,000 square miles of lakes, and over 11,000 miles of rivers, streams, and waterways, which means no matter how big your boat, how bright your life jacket, how loud you shout, finding you in the case of an emergency is going to be really difficult unless you have an emergency locator beacon. Odds are you'll never need it. But the odds for you are tremendously better if you ever do. Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, but you see... Our ladies like theirs covered in dirt and chalk. Play ball! We are your home for Gator softball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The WRUF radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, Gator Baseball hosting Vanderbilt. Big series here. Hopefully, weather good, good crowds, and a big part of the Gator Baseball success this year is my next guest joining us live, Jack Caglione. Cags, man, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you all for having me. Cags, let me ask this. Um, I, I don't know if anybody before a season starts expects to have the kind of season that you've had, but you seem to have handled this all really well. What, what's what gone through your mind as, you, as you've gone on this journey and had this kind of a season? Honestly, really just taking it day by day, you know, not trying to look too far ahead into the future and really just focusing on, on uh, one game at a time. Uh, you get Vanderbilt here this weekend, and I, I know you guys are still looking for an SEC championship. How big a series is this? This is huge. Um, you know, helps out in the standings and hopefully put us in a good position for, you know, the tournament, um, especially as, you know, giving us a better opportunity for winning the regular season. Uh, I got to ask about your record-breaking homer. You know, we were there at A&M, and, you know, Jeff and I called that 
and you went the opposite way. And I know I, I want to start with this. You know, teams know what you have done. Are they pitching you any differently now than they did earlier in the year? Yeah, I mean, you know, Chuck always says how, you know, just sit off speed, really. You're not going to get many fastballs. Uh, yeah. A&M kind of flipped the script a little bit, saw a bunch more fastballs than I typically do. Um, so it kind of shifted my approach a little bit. And, you know, on home run number 27, you know, I was facing a guy through 98, 99. So, you know, I had to be on time for the fastball. And lucky enough, he just hung a slider. Um, when you hit it, did you think it was out? And what was going through your mind when you were around on the bases, if anything? Right off the bat, yeah, I could tell that I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, given the game circumstance, you know, we were down by a few. So, you know, I had to keep – couldn't go too crazy about it. Um, you know, around on the bases, I was just like, like, this is pretty cool. You know, we still have plenty of season left. So, hopefully there's a bunch more in the tank. But, you know, it's definitely something that – I'll remember for the rest of my life for sure. Yeah, and uh, I know more to come. Um, let, let's go to what you've done on the mound. Um, you know, you know, sometimes it's been a little up and down for you, but do you feel you're getting better now? Do you feel you're starting to lock in a little more? I do. I really do. Um, you know, it's really just pushing back past the fourth, um, you know, kind of hitting that wall and really just finding ways to adapt and overcome through that and giving my team a good four or five innings. Um, I imagine uh, it's too bad you couldn't have hit the home run here in front of the home fans. But, Cags, look, when, when you come up, that the, the place just waits for something to happen when you hit. That's got to be a pretty good feeling for you. And I, I would imagine you're pretty grateful to the Gator fans here for how they've supported you. No, for sure. I mean, there's nothing like Gator Nation. Um you know, like you said, I wish that I could have done it at home and, you know, put a smile on a bunch of people's faces. But, you know, hopefully this weekend's going to go really well and a lot of Gator fans will leave here pretty happy. Where do you feel you've improved the most over the season as a hitter? Um, honestly, just keeping it simple. You know, not trying to do too, too much. Um, really focusing on just seeing the baseball up and putting a good swing on it. Yeah, Jack Caglione, our guest here, joining us live as the Gators get set to host Vanderbilt today, tomorrow, and Sunday, the last home series of the year. Um, Cags, when you came to Florida, I mean, obviously, you know, you were recruited to come here and you were a highly recruited player. Did you think you would have this kind of success? I mean, I don't think a high school kid does, but, you know, again, did you think you'd be as successful as you are? I mean, you got to come into everything thinking that you're going to succeed. I knew that I was definitely, you know, going to become a better player with my time here at UF. Um, that's what these coaches are known for. You know, they just breed great players for the next level. And coming in, you know, red shirt and all that, I definitely knew with, you know, all the training and practicing that I put in, that it would definitely translate to the field. And I had a good feel that, you know, I was going to produce for this team. Um, you know, all the times we've traveled. I, do you have a favorite big league team? Did you have a big league team favorite growing up? Yeah, I'm a big race fan. Yeah, they're doing pretty good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what they're doing here. Um, let me ask last two questions here. Um, obviously, the goal is to get to Omaha. Everybody knows that. That's what the goal is from day one. Um, 
Has it been that way for you too? I mean, Sully's been there many times, but has that been the goal from the start of the season for you and the team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if any team's going to do it, it's going to be this year's team. We just have so much talent and depth, like one through nine, you know, just great hitters. We have a great pitching staff and bullpen. Um, you know, from day one, our goal is to win the last game of the season, and that's what Sully preaches to us every day. All right, let me end with this because I, I, I've seen this. Every team has a personality. Every team is a little bit different. Some get along better than others. But just being around you guys, you guys seem to genuinely like one another. You guys genuinely seem to get along, you know, off the field and, and play well on it. Is that the case? It just does this group like each other and get along? Yeah, for sure. I mean, accountability is a big thing on this team. And, you know, we each hold each other to a very high standard. And, you know, we're always there to push one another. You know, if somebody's messing up or something, there's always going to be that teammate that's going to want to help you out. Um we're a very tight-knit group, and everybody wants each other to succeed, which is awesome to see. I did think of one other thing. Did you play other sports growing up? I did not. I mean, I played, like, basketball, soccer, and stuff in middle school. Wanted to try football, but the parents wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. I can understand that. And, and then when did you know you were pretty good in baseball? When did it hit you like, you know what, I, I, I'm pretty good at this sport? Probably my freshman year of high school, you know, I kind of set myself apart going into high school in eighth grade and everything and kind of putting balls out of, like, the big, big fields as a freshman or, you know, an eighth grader going into my freshman year. And I was like, okay, I don't see, like, many other guys being able to do this. Maybe <laughs> I can stick with the bat for a little while. And then, you know, my junior year comes around and I start pitching a lot and the velo starts coming. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely – I mean, from a young age, it's something that I've wanted to do my whole life. But – Definitely around that time is when I was pretty dead set on it. That's really cool. Well, Cags, I appreciate you taking the time, especially on short notice, to do it live with us. Thanks. See you at the yard, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it, Cags. Thanks. Jack Caglione joining us live here. Let me just tell you, he is a great kid. He has handled all of this with such, uh, I don't want to use the word grace, but it's better I can come up with, humble uh, good teammate, works hard, um, fun to be around, smiles a lot, uh, and that's really good to see. And I, I know you heard him say it, uh, appreciates the fan support, and uh, I know fans have enjoyed watching him and this team play. Uh, okay, let me get to a quick email here uh, while I can. Uh Let's see, Joe says, uh, do the Gators have to win this series this weekend to get a top eight seed? Um, no, but it would sure help. I mean, it doesn't eliminate them from that, right? But the problem is they got to go to Kentucky to end the regular year, and Kentucky is, I think, 22-4 and four at home, something like that. So... If you go by Hoyle, right, you would think Kentucky would probably win that series. So, you know, if you end up, say, 3-3, three and three, does that put you in the top eight necessarily? No, I don't think it does. Because who else does what, right? So, some, you just have to take care of your own business, but that's why this league is the way it is. Because 
Some really good bait. And even look at Missouri. Missouri came here and could have won the series with a bounce of the ball. It's You never know. 1026, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I want to talk now specifically to anyone out there who is a health care worker or knows a health care worker because, first of all, uh, your work is appreciated. But secondly... Supposing you want to make something happen with your family, go on a trip, do something exciting. Well, My Healthcare Federal Credit Union can help make that happen. They've got great low rates for new and used things like RVs, boats, campers, and even power sport vehicles. And if you already have one, maybe you should refinance it because they've got rates as low as 5.99% APR. My Federal Health Care Credit Union is helping health care workers and their families right here in Gainesville. And folks, it's the place I have done my banking for over 30 years. To find out more, you can go online. Visit myhcfcu.org. That's myhcfcu.org. At International Diamond Center, we're all about family. And no one plays a more important role in the life of any family than mom. She's the rock, the hero, the one that holds it all together. So we invite you to help us celebrate the mothers in our lives with the perfect Mother's Day gift and a little something extra. We've put together a special collection of jewelry just for mom. We've set aside these carefully selected items so there's no guesswork. You can stop in, shop with ease, and get mom a timeless gift she's sure to love. And to make it really special, with any purchase of $249 or more, we'll give you a $50 spa gift card so she can use it to treat herself to a day of pampering and relaxation. So come join us at IDC. Help us say a big thank you to the mothers in our lives with a gorgeous bracelet, maybe a pair of diamond earrings, a colored gemstone ring, or a piece from our perfect love collection. Buy the jewelry and we'll throw in the $50 spa treat at no charge. Happy Mother's Day from International Diamond Center. Get showroom directions, store hours, and more now at shopidc.com. <laughs> it's awesome. Okita America is the best. It's summer camp season, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okita America. That's one of the reasons we came here, to make new friends. Weekly field trips, academic coaching, sports programs, and more. Okita America has classes for all ages. Whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages three and up. Drop by either Okita America location on Archer Road or Newberry Road, or find out more at OkitaAmerica.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake season. If you've never had their hand-spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida-raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Visit online at DickMondell's.com. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. May is National Bike Month, so use your bike instead of your car or for a little bit of exercise. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Before New Cascade Platinum Plus, I would pre-rinse all my dishes because my old detergent just wouldn't get them clean. But now... 
I do dishes differently. A no pre-wash, no rewash, money-back guaranteed kind of different. Because Cascade Platinum Plus has double the grease fighting power of Dawn built right in with twice the scrubbing power, giving me a clean that lets me break all the dish rules. I just scrape, load, and I'm done. Yep, so clean. With Cascade Platinum Plus, I dare to dish differently. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Hardly cloudy, hot and humid this afternoon. Highs in the upper 80s and lower 90s. Heat indices in the lower 90s. Scattered late afternoon and evening storms. They'll be more variable in where they set up uh, today compared to the past few days. Best chances will be across interior north central Florida. Things settle down tonight. Lows tomorrow morning in the upper 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You're starting the squad. You have to choose a big. The two selections are Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Who are you taking? If I'm going to start my team, obviously you want somebody. I for sure want to be like, all right, I'm going to make sure I have a score on somebody I can count on. I would definitely go with, with Joel. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Weekday afternoons at 4 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. There's a lot of Gator sports uh, coming up this weekend. Gator softball is going to come your way in about 15 minutes as Florida will take on Tennessee. In the meantime, Gator baseball can hear the game here tonight at 525 and throughout the weekend florida and vanderbilt and the voice of the commodores andrew allegretta is kind enough to join us andrew good to have you thanks for doing this of course happy to talk uh very unusual in that you go lefty 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 as the weekend starters has that been the case most of the year for the doors this has been our rotation yeah it's been carter holton hunter owen Devin futrell which is uh uh, for us, not just the fact that we're going left, 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 the fact that we have lefties to begin with. Uh, when Carter Holton jumped back into the rotation as a freshman last year, uh, it was it was somewhat atypical for us. We've, we've had a lot of wonderful right-handed pitchers from Walker Buehler to Kyle Wright to whoever you want to pick, Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter. But uh, left-handers have not typically been starters for us, but this year it's been all lefties. Um, let's talk about Holton, who goes uh, today. Tell me his M.O. here, 4-1, 4-11 ERA. What's he bring to the table? Goodness, a really good fastball. Uh, that's kind of his best pitch. It's got, you know, from that metric standpoint, it grades out incredibly well. Uh, when he's going well, he certainly lands his breaking ball for a strike fairly consistently. Uh, but the fastball is the punch-out pitch. Uh, he's been a little bit inconsistent as of late, got kind of uh, – uh, punched round versus Alabama, gave up a grand slam and did not get out of the second inning last weekend. Uh, so certainly Vanderbilt needs a good performance from him tonight. Um, if a Gator fan walks in the ballpark and says to you, Andrew, tell me the kind of year Vandy's had so far, how would you describe it? Really good. Uh, it's been interesting. I, I, I would say that it's been a fantastic season. Um, 
I can't I can't quite remember if Vanderbilt is first overall in the SEC or just first in the East. I know we're first in the East. I, I can't quite remember how LSU settled uh, after last year. Uh, but we've got four SEC sweeps. Uh, we certainly took advantage of and feasted on some of the bottom, team, uh, bottom teams in the league uh, so far this season with a sweep over Ole Miss, a sweep over Mississippi State, a sweep over uh, Georgia. Had a very good sweep at home against Kentucky a couple of uh, weeks ago, but there are times, uh, as good as our pitching has been, where it's stubbed its toe, where there have been times as good as our offense can be, where it's gone a little bit quiet. So uh, the strength of our team, for sure, has been our defense. The infield is it, it's, it's remarkable, especially the left side of, of the infield uh, is, is fantastic between uh, Davis Diaz at third base, Jonathan Bastine, the shortstop, and then Enrique Bradfield Jr. in center field is the single best defensive collegiate player I have seen in my uh, decade-plus co- uh, covering college baseball. And I, I don't say that in a hyperbolic fashion. I just mean his defense in center field in 10-plus years of me covering college baseball is the best that I've seen. Uh, so our defense is our calling card, and then when we win games, we do enough to string together some offense uh, and, and keep keep our pitchers on track. Yeah, I mean, if, if you uh, are talking about fielding over 980, as a team that Vanderbilt does, that's pretty good defensively. Um, you mentioned kind of uh, up and down a little bit, lost two or three at Bama. I got to tell you, I was watching the game with Louisville, Andrew, and you guys were down three, I think, in the eighth, and I went, oh, Vanderbilt's going to lose. Woke up the next day, and Vanderbilt had rallied to win. Has that happened quite a bit? Have there been a lot of you know late-inning heroics for this team? I don't know that there's been late-inning heroics. I, I do think we tend to take a couple of innings to settle in. I think more, more, than, more than a handful of times this season, uh, some of our big offensive innings have come like fourth, fifth, sixth innings, uh, which is not deeply atypical, right? Like you go through the order one time and then you get a second crack at it, and oftentimes you're more comfortable in those situations. Um, you know, I, I, the, the two SEC series that we've lost um, – Tennessee and Alabama, we, we kind of walked into, first off, they were on the road. And then we kind of walked into unique situations where Tennessee obviously hates Vanderbilt. That's no surprise. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and their motivation to beat the junk out of us is really high. Um, so, so they ramped it up for us. And then last weekend versus Alabama, that was a very strange situation with Brad Bohannon getting fired. And, and I said this a couple of times. Uh, Luke Holman on, uh, I guess it was Thursday, it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday set. On Thursday, he very much looked like a pitcher that was a little bit ticked off that his name has been in newspaper articles for a week uh, because he's the pitcher that got scratched and then Bohannon reportedly placed the bet uh, through an unknown source in in, in Cincinnati or contributed to the bet or however you want to phrase that. Uh, and, and Holman very much looked like someone that was ticked off that his name has been in the newspaper for a week and just had a great game. Um, so we walked into a, two kind of unique situations in the series that we lost. We didn't perform very well, I, I would say that. But uh, uh, the next two weekends for us, I think, will be telling for our postseason uh, prospects. Uh, we're, we're, we're in. We're going to make the tournament. I would suspect we're pretty much a lock as a regional host. Uh, I don't know if we're a super regional team or not, that will depend on the next two weekends. But, you know, Florida and Arkansas back-to-back, that's going to be significant. No question. Andrew Allegretta, our guest here, voice of Commodore Baseball. Gators and Doors start things off. You can hear the game tonight here beginning at 5 
25. Uh, back end, or I shouldn't say back end, but uh, past the starters, uh, the bullpen, uh, give me a, a sense of where uh, of how that group's done. We're in good shape. I don't, I don't know that we've got like five guys that are untouchable on the back end of the bullpen. Our best pitcher is Nick Maldonado. Uh, he's, been, he's been sensational so far this season. He has blown two saves, one versus Tennessee in game one, and actually did blow the save um, against Louisville back on, on Tuesday. Uh, but outside of that, he's been, he's been incredible. It's been one of the better bullpen pitchers that I've seen from Vanderbilt in a couple of years uh, working here. He's got a slider that, I mean, if, if that slider is going, the slider, uh, slider cutter fastball combo is, uh, he's been pretty special. Ryan Ginther out of the bullpen, a sophomore from Hendersonville, Tennessee, has been really, really good. Uh, and, and then from there, we've got a lot of really good guys that, that sometimes have wonderful performances and sometimes stub their toes. Um, Patrick Riley out of the bullpen has been good this year. Uh, Grayson Carter has been a midweek guy, but we've also used him out of the bullpen. I suspect we'll do that again this weekend. Uh, so it's, it's been really good. I mean, our, our, our team ERA is you know top three or four in the conference, whatever it happens to be. Um, you know, in a season where everybody's pitching numbers are inflated across the league, we're, we're still right there near the top with like a four team ERA. Last question. Um, I, I really respect Tim Corbin a lot uh, in this sense, Andrew, that, you know, your non-conference schedule was unbelievable. I mean, you've played in tournaments. You've played against some really good teams. I guess in a way that can help you or hurt you uh, has it helped Vanderbilt to have played that kind of non-conference schedule? I think so. I mean, I, that, that's one of those things that, and I think you can do this across all sports. It like depends on who you are as a team. Uh, if you're a team like Florida, if you're a team like Vanderbilt, if you're a team that has the skill set and the capabilities to challenge yourself and be successful through those challenges, then you should go do that. Like we've got a we've got a non-conference series win versus. UCLA on our resume. We've got two out of three in Arlington, Texas on our resume. We've got two out of three uh, versus uh, a field in Minnesota on our resume. So it's really set us up well for postseason play. It's things we can lean on uh, moving moving forward toward Selection Monday, I guess, in college baseball. I, I mean, again, this is philosophical, Steve, but like, if you don't have a team that can make it through that with any level of confidence, it's probably not the fitting of your program. Like, if you're if you're a if you're a football team that needs the non-conference wins to get bowl eligible, then, then maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, I I went to Syracuse as an undergrad, and like that football program needed the non-conference wins, and every now and then, like Penn State would show up at the, the old Carrier Dome, and like, what are we doing? We're gonna get throttled, and now we're gonna miss a bowl game. <laughs> uh, but uh, but, it, but if you're capable and if you can hang, then you should do it. And, and Vanderbilt and Florida, Arkansas, you know, that, that ilk of, of the SEC can handle it. And I think it's great when you do it. Okay. We're going to see what happens uh, beginning tonight. Florida and Vanderbilt here for the weekend. Florida's final home regular season series of the year. Andrew, appreciate it. I'll see you at the yard tonight, man. Thanks for doing this. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. Okay, Andrew. Thank you. Good guy. Voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores, Andrew Allegretta, joining us here. Uh, again, we are just going to be here another three or four minutes. Going to get you to Gators Softball live at the SEC tournament. They're taking on Tennessee. Steven emails and says, if LeBron were to win the NBA championship this year, giving him five, 
does that move the needle for him to, to be the greatest of all time? Yeah, it moves the needle. But I don't, I mean, I think there's some people, and we could, look, this is a great summer topic when there's nothing going on, you know, about, I truly believe most people think Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. I, I really, I think if you polled 100 people, I think probably 60 to 70% would say Michael Jordan. I really believe that. D- does him winning one more championship maybe move him up the ladder? Could. Could. And it also depends on how you measure greatest. Because here, I- I'm going to talk about this next week some. There's so much emphasis now on the end result, like when the playoffs start, the regular season is almost meaningless. It gets you to the postseason. It seeds you. But they're already talking when the Suns got – the Suns have been, for two consecutive years, been blown out at home in their last loss of the year. And now they're already talking about, is this combination right? Milwaukee. But they fire a coach who won an NBA championship, right? So when it comes to that and something like LeBron, yeah, I mean, championships matter. But now that's all, almost all that the measuring stick is. And you almost, the regular season is, I don't want to say meaningless, but it's more and more that way because the focus is now on or did you win a championship with this group? Did you win a championship with this group? The Knicks, by, I'm a Knicks fan. If the Knicks lose the series to the Heat, they've had a successful season because they've not been in the playoffs very much. Now, next year, I think for whatever the reason, their expectation level is going to go up. And maybe for one more year, if they made the playoffs and they were getting knocked out in the same round. But after that, my goodness, something would be wrong. There'd be coaches that might be fired, you know, break up this, this combination isn't working, you know, all of that. So we will see. The SEC Player of the Year, Skylar Wallace and the Gators, about set to take on Tennessee, uh, and the SEC Coach of the Year in Karen Weekly. So that's good. Um, before we leave... Let me tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. It's a place I've told you about for a while now, and it really does some good work because they help at-risk young boys from troubled homes get their lives back. And it's done through your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles of any kind. They learn real-life skills because they fix them, they repair them, they resell them. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax deductible, and it goes a long way towards helping this really great cause. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org. That's an abbreviated sports scene for today. Gator softball is next. Tonight, we'll see you on Gator Baseball, 525, as the Gators take on Vanderbilt. Thanks to Seth for producing. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Enjoy Gator Softball. 
Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.